Welcome to National Signing Day Live on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Fryer, senior analyst, a mediator of sorts today on this big day, December the 20th, 2023. Top prospects putting pen to paper or in digital form, I guess, these days, electronic form, guys. But joined, of course, by site publisher Tim Watts right up there with me and then the centerpiece today. Andrew Bone. Guys, it's been a newsy Wednesday of sorts for the Alabama Crimson Tide in terms of really augmenting this 2024 class. Some of it's been good, a little bit of it not so much, but here in just the last few moments, right? Aaron Hampton, the four-star athlete from the state of Texas. I get some Jalen Waddle feels maybe a little bit from this guy. So uh, here just of recent anyway, Tim, some good news for Alabama. Yeah, it's been, like you said, it's been busy. We've had nonstop uh, activity um, leading up to this. Now, Hampton, he's probably been the most frustratingly hard to pin down commitment since he hit high school. He's had several commitments. He's went back and forth. We've had him in Bama's class at times. We've had him out of it, committed back to Texas where he originally started. And, you know, Alabama just kept talking to him and working him and, you know, you're getting a you know a two-way athlete, a guy that can play on defense, a guy that can play on offense. I think Bam will probably look at him on offense first um, and just figure it out from there. But, yeah, flipping him from Texas, obviously Texas is one of those top five recruiting schools. A good get by Alabama this morning. Andrew, I know your guy up there in Canada, Steve Mbumoy. I did some research on that last name. Now that he is officially a part of the Alabama Crimson side, uh, decided to go ahead and latch on with, UA, that was a nice pickup earlier in the day for the Alabama defensive front, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, you know, I think uh, everyone's just going to call him Steve. He loves. <laughs> he, he, I think he loves that. He loves uh, loves his name. Loves uh, you know. Loves the fact that um, you know Alabama fans are, are big fans of his. And you know, I had an interesting conversation with him on uh, Tuesday evening, and he told me he said, you know, "I actually committed the week Alabama played uh, USF." <laughs> <laughs> of all things, he uh, he made the decision a, a while back, back in September. Uh, told Coach Saban, told, told Coach Saban said he would keep it completely quiet because he wanted to have a big signing day event in Canada. You know, it was going to be a big deal uh, for the for the country, and you know, he wanted to do it there, and you know, was really proud. Um, you know, he moved to Canada when he was 12 years old with his mom and little sister, and you know, he has uh, has been living there for the last seven years, but you know, Alabama offered him back in the summer. Um, you know, really loved him. I mean, he's six foot, almost six foot four, two hundred seventy five pounds. Um, you know, looks like he's two hundred and twenty five pounds. I mean, he is a you know physical specimen. I mean, he is a um, you know great football player and, and certainly somebody that you know you get him in to the college football program for a, for a year or two, he, he's going to develop into a, into a great player, in my opinion. Now, this is also, you know, Freddie Roach's, uh, you know, big win. Uh, you know, Coach Roach evaluated him during the summer, and he talked about the relationship there with, with Freddie um, throughout the process and how that played a, a very important role in the decision. But at the end of the day, you know, Alabama gets a defensive line uh, target that they really went after. Um, you know, he was supposed to go on a trip to Mississippi State last weekend, and I think we even saw some reports that uh, he had a great trip. Um, mm. Even though there was no quotes from him, uh, we saw some reports that said uh, he had a great trip. But Steve told us uh, you know, last night he didn't even go to Mississippi State. That uh, He had committed to Alabama back in September, respected Coach Saban, but also wanted to create a little bit of a you know, drama down the home stretch. He didn't want everybody just to assume that Alabama was the only school that was uh, in play. He wanted some other schools uh, involved because there were other schools that heavily recruited them and pursued. But once he committed to Alabama in September, it was it was kind of all over for him. And the good thing about him is he's also going to join the team here in the next uh, week. He'll be on campus December the 26th. He'll go out with the team to uh, Pasadena. Can't play, but uh, but he's going to start practicing with the team here pretty soon. Nice trip. Travis, did you, Go ahead, did you see his press conference? Yeah, it was awesome. He did it Very unique. It's one of probably yeah. my favorite. I mean, it was with like – little girl. Could, yeah. It, it was almost seemed staged, and none of it was. I mean, he had the, 
He had the little girl in his lap. They were speaking French. You know, it you're was the, a, you're the world traveler. What what all was he saying up there? Yeah, I was I mean, trying to get Tim to translate. I know, I know yeah. one French word uh, from that press conference. I knew Alabama, so <laughs> that's all the French I spoke. But the little girl was cute. She's like doing the old hat toss. She's like taking off the other teams and slinging them. Um, whole thing was in French, so pretty awesome to see. And uh, like Andrew said, that's a grown man uh, physically. Kind of reminds me a little bit of a Dalvin Tomlinson type, you know, yeah. just kind of looking at his measurables. Yeah. And I know Charles Power had a really good descriptive of uh, you know, our director of scouting for on three and uh, what he brings to the table. And, you know, Tim, we talked about this, too. Don't forget about the transfer portal because Alabama picked up a nice one in the LT Overton. And I know there's uh, been a lot of interest in Edric Houston here in the last 30 to 45 minutes. Would he stick with Ohio State? Would he flip to Alabama? We talked about that scenario a little bit yesterday on T Watts and TR. You know, you still had a guy like LT Overton out there, and that's that's a nice pickup for Alabama. Yeah, he's interesting. I mean, this is a guy that absolutely was a dominant high school player. I mean, he was dominant, skipped a grade, playing defensive end, uh, gets to Texas A&M. He's, you know, moved up. He's a year young for his class. I think he turns 20 during the season next year, maybe. That might – I don't know. I've got a lot of ages going through my mind, but he's young for his uh, grade. Um, played him at linebacker. That's definitely not his position. He's going to get bigger. He's going to play in. But, you know, you know, I think it's kudos to him to kind of realize that maybe I didn't go to the best place to develop me and then going and trying to find a better fit for what his skill set is. Because he's not like a jack. He's not like an outside linebacker. But the Aggies were experimenting with that big defensive line class. Anthony Lucas was at linebacker, if you remember him. He's from uh, Arizona. They were just trying to get all those guys on the field, you know. So, yeah, Overton's a big one. Um, big upside guy is what I think you could say there. What about running back? That's kind of been the thing I've asked you guys, it seems like, for three months now. Uh, I guess Jaden Ball uh, ends up at Florida today, if I've got that correct. And I know coming up here in just five or six minutes, a big one potentially could drop in Alabama's favor, Andrew uh, and Kevin Riley. Yeah, Kevin Riley out of Tuscaloosa County High School, top 100 back. And Kevin was – one of those running backs that was on the short list um, you know, back several months ago. Um, you know, Alabama has signed two top four running backs in the country in last year's class with Justice Haynes and uh, Richard Young. Uh, we know the uh, 2024 cycle is probably going to be a little bit of a challenge for them. And, you know, Kevin Riley was on that short list along with Nate Frazier, who signed with Georgia. But he ends up committing to, uh, to Miami back in June. Kind of caught a lot of people by surprise when he made the announcement because he, he never set anything up, just all of a sudden announced out of nowhere, not taking any other visits besides a uh, trip down to uh, Coral Gables. And, you know, it was just kind of surprising. But Alabama kept recruiting him, kept watching him during the season. And um, you know, even, uh, I think, about a week and a half ago, he came out and said that he was shutting down his recruitment, uh, was not going to take any more visits. Nick Saban goes in home. Uh, has a visit with him, Coach Gillespie, and he decides at the last minute to take the uh, the official visit to Alabama this past weekend. And um, you know, a lot of momentum, uh, you know, on the Tide side heading into the announcement here in the next five minutes. And I think the Miami side has, uh, you know, probably lost some confidence there. But you also never know. Ohio State side lost confidence uh, in Edric Houston. Uh, you know, even an hour before he announced his decision. So, uh, you know, anything is possible these days, but, but we like where Alabama sits right now with uh, with Kevin Riley heading into the decision. I think the running back position was probably the most affected, had the most drama, but also the most affected maybe by the NIL. They were in really good shape with Kiwan Lacey, who had been committed to Nebraska. He blew up, ended up going to Missouri, and – Right before he went to Missouri, we all thought Ole Miss had him, and both of those have been very active in the NIL, lost him. Jaden Bob, Monday we had reports. Alabama was in really good shape. Um, Florida came back in. You know, they're, they're, they're needing some wins over there in Gainesville right now on the recruiting trail. They're doing a lot of battling and came in and ended up getting him a good football player. So now down to Riley. Uh, still got Daniel. Our boy Daniel's still out there doing something, smiling. He knows where he's going. I don't know if anybody else knows where he's going. But that running back position, and we kind of expected that with the two guys they got in last year's class. We kind of expected it would be 
a little bit trouble. Also, you add in the fact this is not a great running back year, but I think Robert Gillespie in Alabama did a great job of finding guys like Baugh and Lacey and, and, and finding guys later in the process to recruit. Now, what about cornerback Zay Mincy out of Daytona? Um, still some intrigue there. I guess he's going to sign with the school of his choice, Andrew, on Thursday and then announce his decision January 6th at the All-American Bowl. Uh, what else do we know about that situation? I mean, this is, uh, you know, I think this down these last 24 hours, it's been very fluid, uh, as we always say with, uh, with a lot of these kids. And yesterday, it seemed like it was Miami. And today, there's been a lot of chatter on Alabama, and uh, he's not going to announce. Nobody's going to know for sure you know, where he's going until January the sixth at the All American Bowl. But uh, you know, Alabama has seems to have some positive momentum. Um, I guess it kind of depends on you know, does he has he signed already? Does he sign tomorrow? Does he sign Friday? Um, you know, we just don't know how many more uh, you know conversations he's going to have with coaching staffs that can potentially change his mind. But um, but as of this afternoon. And talking to you know national guys, uh, you know guys that you know, cover Miami, cover Florida, uh, it seems like Alabama is trending in the right direction as of today, and that would be obviously a huge win uh, for the Crimson Tide, number two defensive back uh, or number two cornerback in the country. I think he could play you know really anywhere in the secondary, but uh, that would be a home run uh, win for Alabama, especially with this defensive back class that they have right now. Yeah, need to remind folks, too, even as we do this live at about it's nearing 1 p.m. Central on Wednesday, uh, there's still some some I's to be dotted and some T's to be crossed, maybe in some instances. There's the difference between trending towards a particular school. There's obviously, even these days, committed, signed. Uh, the old adage, it's not over till the ink dries, or at least that used to be what it was before the electronic era. I think that's something we have to keep in play uh, and keep forget, in mind as well. Don't forget the Trey Sanders drama from not too long ago. That was a uh, committed, big battle, didn't send in his, his, uh, his uh, confirmation, went to the party to celebrate. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, we were reporting like he's going to do it. He's at a party, and they're like, "Oh, sure." And then, you know, Georgia was heavily involved. And again, tip of the hat to Mike Loxley for locking that down. But that was a wild, wild uh, West type of moment. So as we wait on Kevin Riley here, and that's expected to happen one way or the other in the next five to ten minutes uh, in the Tuscaloosa area, I've got the uh, commitment signee list up from our side of things at on3.com. Uh, Alabama checking in uh, at the time that I had refreshed this anyway as the number two ranked class for the 2024 cycle. And guys, just sort of how this played out today, I guess with the bowl practice participants, the early enrollees that were already in Tuscaloosa, uh, those names coming across from an official perspective kind of what you anticipated first. And then again, some of the more newsier guys, I guess, uh, Tim followed suit. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I mean, we knew there's going to be a lot of drama. I mean, not just in Alabama in the market. I mean, we had rumors about Jordan Seaton. He's still loosely affiliated with Alabama, still some, some thread of connection there. Uh, Perry Thompson, the Kentucky fan base started a Rico Scott, uh, um, Rumor last night. I mean, it's been one rumor after the other. Now, some of them turn out to be true and some of them don't. Obviously, with with Edric Houston, we saw that. We saw others with Bob that did turn out to be true. He was leaning to Bama. He was leaning to Florida. He did sign with Florida. So, yeah, all this stuff just coming down here with dominoes. I mean, Alabama going into this really had a good class regardless of who they finished with as long as they held on to their guys, and we discussed that. And um, so to get anybody else to add little guys like a weekend ago, you know, the thing about it is Friday, nobody was really talking that much about Kevin Riley. Nobody was talking about Edric Houston. Nobody was really talking about Arian Hampton. So all this has just happened since the course of the weekend till here. Now it seems like it was two months ago, but it literally Houston, we broke the news on Saturday that he was, uh, that he was going to be in uh, Tuscaloosa. So a lot has happened since there. Dominoes kind of falling. I know that's not the best analogy, but they really like their class going into wherever they were at, adding a few more pieces, getting to that late period, getting to the portal. 
you know, you got a lot of things happening. There's a lot of guys in that portal, and as we discussed earlier in the week, that's just the first wave. We got wave two and three coming for that portal. Yeah, still a lot to be done in terms of roster management, roster reconstruction uh, on some fronts. And uh, you look at some programs that were impacted, I think, on signing day. Florida comes to mind, uh, specifically here down the stretch. And I guess Auburn maybe even benefited from some of that from the Florida perspective uh, with the wide receiver class that the Tigers have put together so far, which leads us back to Ryan Williams and the cohesiveness of his commitment to Alabama. You guys have said consistently that nothing has changed. Ryan Williams still looking very much like he'll be a part of Alabama's 2024 class. We do um, any thoughts news. on any thoughts on him today? We got as some far breaking as news. breaking news, breaking news, Kevin Riley has flipped his commitment to Alabama. There you go. All right. uh, just saw that news pop up. So that is some breaking. There's your running back. Yeah, that is two flips this morning. Yeah, two to nothing right now. We're counting. We're keeping the score. There how many do you get? How many do you lose? That's Thank the you. that's the key to this game. But yeah, I really like this pickup for Alabama. I know he's not the big back. You know, some of the guys won't. Um, he's not a small back by any means. Five eleven, six foot tall, two hundred pounds as a seventeen year old. But all the little things you like in a running back, quick burst, a vision, uh, one, pl- you know, plant a foot and cut ability, all that kind of stuff, a little breakaway speed he's got uh, going for you. And that was the big deal. You know, you wanted to hit – what did we discuss earlier? We wanted defensive linemen. That's what we felt they needed. We wanted a running back. Well, they've got two. They've got Steve. they got Overton. And now they've got a running back uh, still out there with Daniel Hill, um, you know, looking around as a possibility – and again, the portal and, you know, everything that goes with that, that, that comes with it. Yeah. And you, you think about now the skill positions that you plug Riley in there, uh, guys at the running back position, Julian saying it goes without saying, right. The nation's number one yeah, quarterback absolutely. prospect for 2024, Caleb Odom, a do it all sort of tight end flex player, uh, at his position considered to be the top option in the 2024 class. Ryan Williams, you anticipate being a part of this thing as one of three wide receivers, at least I would guess, uh, for this cycle. You add Jay Lindsey here as another tight end, and uh, it's a good-looking class. Now Aaron Hampton, you know, he gives you some versatility too uh, as a as a wide receiver type, I guess, or could play some defense and also can impact the return game. Yeah, I mean, you got guys. That's the thing. I mean, they've got plenty of offense already, but you're adding those small guys. I like Hampton. If he gets his first look at offense, I think he is sort of that Kendrick Law type role. I mean, that where you find them, you you know, you put them in space, you put them in motion, you give him the ball, he can run reverses, all that kind of stuff. Um, you bring him in there, and then Riley's just you know going to tote the mail. I mean, you're adding him to you know a, a legitimate top 50 to 100 type running back and not a great running back class you add him with some of the guys you've got on campus and you kind of you know you kind of look forward it'll be a young group but it's kind of you you know you're looking forward to seeing what they can do cuz they all have that breakaway speed they all have that long distance ability defensively andrew we we talk about the makeup of this class i, I wouldn't guess that Aaron Hampton and Jalen Mbakwe are tied at the hip but Similar players in terms of what they can bring to a team offensively, defensively, perhaps in the return game. Maybe Hampton being an offensive guy first. Jalen Mbakwe, though, right? We anticipated him getting his start at corner. Xavier Brown at corner. Uh, Peyton Woodyard at the safety position. Jameer Grimsley's a guy that there was a little bit of question about at the stretch run of this thing. Uh, the Florida native sticks with Alabama, Sterling Dixon at the linebacker position, Caden Jones, I guess more of an edge option or perhaps could be Isaiah Fonga up front on that defensive line. Looks like a well-rounded class on that side too, Andrew. I mean, it is. Yeah, I think you, we went into this recruiting cycle thinking Alabama really needed to you know, load up in the defensive backfield, especially at corner. And, uh, you know, they were able to get an early commitment from Jalen Mbakwe he committed before the start of his junior season. And, you know, a lot of schools were coming after him uh, still pretty strong, but you know, he was solid kind of throughout the whole process and, and also was a uh, big recruiter 
uh, for the Crimson Tide. You know, they were able to flip flip some guys. Um, Red Morgan flipped his commitment from uh, Florida State. They also were able to flip uh, Peyton Woodyard uh, from Georgia. So those were some big gets uh, in the secondary for Alabama. And then you know, on the defense front, yeah, I know a lot of people were uh, upset that Edrick Houston uh, didn't flip from Ohio State today, but uh, we weren't even talking about Edrick Houston uh, a week ago as a, as a possibility. It kind of emerged in the last five days, but uh, I think with Alabama, you know, they're excited about Jeremiah Beeman. Uh, Isaiah uh, Fonga is, was a outstanding uh, player at Central High School in Phoenix City, probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players uh, in this recruiting class. Six foot two, 285 pounds, was an early commitment to Utah. Uh, his uncle, defensive line coach uh, out there, and, and he's originally from Vegas. So uh, he moved to uh, Alabama a few years ago. Uh, dad is in the military. Uh, he ends up flipping uh, back, in, uh, back in the summer. But he had Alabama and Texas pushing hard to uh, to flip his commitment. He ends up uh, flipping to the tide. Jeremiah Beeman, top 100 in-state defensive lineman from Parker, who you know, a lot of people knew this back in the early part of the fall. Auburn was trying really hard to flip him, and there was some confidence uh, you know, in November that he was going to flip uh, on the Auburn side. So getting him to stick was huge. Um, you know, Linebacker-wise, you know, I, I think that they've got a really good class there. Sterling Dixon. Uh, unbelievable season at uh, Spanish Fort coming off of a year, of a year where he had um, almost 20 sacks at, um, at Mobile Christian. Um, just a uh, you know really good linebacker class. Caden Jones, six foot four, 220 pounds, uh, played safety throughout his high school career, but moved uh, you know to linebacker. And uh, you know I know Alabama's really excited about him. And then they go out to Germany and get a uh, German linebacker who showed up at in Tuscaloosa this summer at six foot three, 225 pounds, ran a four five uh, in the 40. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, very impressive athlete. Uh, Justin uh, Okunroa is a, uh, you know, a kid that might need a year or two uh, of development uh, once he gets into the system, but talking to his coaches, you know, they, they think he's going to immediately be an impact player on special teams and he's going to get there uh, in the next uh, few weeks to start um, start training with the Tide during the offseason. So good class overall in the defensive uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think there's still some guys out there, as we mentioned, uh, Zay Mincy, that they would love to add um, here on January the 6th. Hey, guys, I'm going to ask you both and I'm going to take quarterback out of the equation because you signed the number one quarterback for a cycle. That goes without saying that's the area where you probably feel like they knocked it out of the park the most. So we'll go other than quarterback, Tim, I'll start with you. Which area of this team do you like the most in terms of Alabama plugging the signees into a particular area and understanding too, as we talked about, there's still some possibilities out there as we move beyond today and put a wrap on this class down the road. Yeah, I think the biggest opportunity is going to be for a lot of these secondary guys, especially if you add today, Mincy, a lot of guys that are competitive. There's opportunity there because of guys leaving. You know, you know, Kool-Aid's probably gone. Arnold possibly gone. Malachi gone. So you got those guys. But I'll tell you the one, the group, the one that I'm secretly really like the most, I think I like the tight ends. I think you bring two guys – I don't know if they can adjust that quickly, but I find it hard to believe that Jay Lindsay's not going to work on the field a little bit, possibly next year behind Robbie Utes. I mean, he's a he's a uh, you know a, 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 any kind of injury away from actually being the main guy, possibly. And then you got Caleb, who I think's a mismatch. They're going to try to work in now. It might be a little late later in the season or down the road, but as a group overall, I still just go to the tight ends because they're literally yin and yang to me. They literally are the perfect match. Uh, there, but I believe the secondary will have opportunities with the talent they've got to come in and, and, and compete. What about it, Andrew? I'm going to go interior offensive line. Um, Alabama signed a great interior, a uh, great offensive tackle class last year, led by Caden Proctor, um, who we saw as a starter this year at left tackle. This year was more focused on the interior. Um, they were able to get Casey Poe, the number one interior lineman in the country. William Sanders, number four interior lineman in the country. Joe Iannata, number 15 
So you get three top 15 interior offensive linemen. Um, They may not play right away, but these are guys that are going to be impact players down the road and guys that, you know, are really going to help that offensive line unit. You know, Coach Wolf has done a a tremendous job, you know, building that offensive front, developing those guys. We saw, you know, we, we really saw what that offensive front, was able to do in the later part of the season once they kind of gelled together. And you, know, you had three new starters on the offensive line this season, including a freshman left tackle. So it was going <laughs> to, there were going to be some, some rough patches, but once they got going, uh, you know, they did really well down that home stretch. And, you know, now you get, you know, three really good interior players on the, uh, on the inside. So I know that, uh, you know, may not be the prettiest position, but it's the position that, uh, you know, you want to have success in. And, uh, you know, you got to have some warriors in the trenches. And I think Alabama did great on the interior offensive front. Impossible to ignore the impact guys of NIL these days. And with that, I'm going to ask you both. This time around, was there as big of an impact as you've seen to this point? And understanding it's not supposed to be a recruiting enticement, or at least that was the way it was initially designed and implemented. That's great. That's word salad, I think, as we all realize at this point. Tim, how has it played out this time around, in your opinion, as far as NIL and its impact? You know, I think I think it could have actually factored in a lot of these late decisions. Boz won. We know it did with Lacey, Houston. I mean, I feel the I feel the uh the intel we had on Houston was very much, much accurate. So I think it could have came down to a business deal, but it doesn't really bother me. You do it this long day before signing day. We've always heard of the midnight rider, the bag being dropped, the Adidas, you know, that we've all seen the movie blue chips or whatever. We've been hearing about this forever. So there's always been enticements. You know, I think, I think it factored on the front end the most because when you recruit them, you kind of have to get them right. You got to negotiate and get them right and get the paperwork done and all that. So I think there's more of an effort there, but at the end, nothing surprises me. I mean, you see big names flip and let's be honest, if there was no NIL and a five-star flip from this school to that school, what would everybody be saying anyways? The bag was dropped. Yeah. Man, direct deposit now. Same thing to me. Is that the sense you've gotten from all this, Andrew? I think so. I mean, NIL is legal, so, yeah, so you can you can go out there, you can get kids, you can sign them to big NIL deals. It just depends on you know who's gonna um, you know, who's gonna make a bigger deal than than someone else. And you know we know how Alabama operates; they're just not gonna necessarily do that. They they want everybody across the board uh, to have you know similar NIL deals. They don't want half their team uh, you know to have a big NIL package and the other half to. Oh, not, you know, they, they want to make it fair across the board at, at every single position group. So, you know, there's always going to be guys that are going to get bigger NIL packages than, than others. But uh, when you get late in the process and you start hearing, you know, this guy's getting this, this guy's getting that. And a lot of times you know, Alabama just isn't going to budge. You know, they kind of lay out their plan. Hey, this is what we have for you here. This is how you're going to get developed. This is how you can make money off of NIL. But they're not just going to say, hey, um, you know, we'll give you an extra, you know, 100K <laughs> in the in a, in a NIL package uh, just for you to come here. And, you know, because, you know, it's a weird investment. Uh, you don't know for sure if that player is going to develop into something or if he's going to potentially hit the portal in the next year or two. Because that, you, know, you look at Texas A&M, you know, there was a lot of guys out there that, you know, hit the portal after a year or, or two and, uh, you know, we know that they, they got some big NIL deals uh, when they committed to the Aggies a few years ago. So, you know, I don't have a – I don't necessarily have a, a problem with NIL. You know, there's a lot of people who do. Um, but it's just – it's the way the game works now. I'll tell you this. You can change the trajectory of a, of a young person pretty easily with this NIL. There's some rec- reckless behavior I mean, think of us with $300,000 in our bank account. We just bought a Hellcat when we were 18. You know, I wouldn't consider myself the wildest guy in the road, but I'm pretty sure that thing would have would have had some dings on it and I'd have had some scary moments as a young. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into play with the NIL. Mainly why I have the problem is that who's handling the money? You know, adults have trouble with the money. So what are, what are young guys doing in the, 
people trying to handle. I just I just hope there's they got a support group around them. Um, but the NIL in itself, I mean, we knew what this was going to be. It was never going to be how much is your face worth? You know, it was going to be how much are you worth to them? Um, I mean, we knew all that was coming anyways. Who wants to watch some Aaron Hampton clips right now? I like him. I watched him last night. He's a he's a fun guy running the post. Bubba Hampton. He'll bust you too now. Yeah. Watch him come up here as a DB. Yeah. Yeah, Look at that. He doesn't mind the contact. Yeah. Working out wide here on offense. Sort of an X spot. Just gonna run that deep post right by that safety, right by that corner. There you go. He's got the breakaway speed, but he's a you know he's a very physical guy. He's a lot like Ryan Williams uh, in that regard. You know, Ryan Williams is 165 pounds, but he you know you know he blocks his ass off. I mean, he he blocks like he's 200 pounds. I mean, he's a physical guy, and um, you know I think that's you know why you label Hampton more so as a safety than or, or excuse me as an athlete. You know, rather than just saying he's a wide receiver or he's a you know he's only a safety. I mean, this is a physical guy. They can take it the distance, you know, if he touches the football, you know, make plays on the offense side, or he's going to come up and, um, uh, <laughs> and make some big plays, um, you know, against the run game. So I think Alabama is excited to get him on board. It was, you know, as Tim mentioned earlier, a, you know, kind of a wild recruitment to follow. Nobody really knew what he was going to do. I don't, I don't think Alabama was positive what he was going to do until he signed that letter of intent today. Um, yeah, there was probably some, I guess, from the Texas standpoint, you know, they just they didn't know. They fought hard to keep him on board late, but uh, in the end, you know, nobody really knew until he signed that uh, that LOI. There you go, nice pickup there, and Aaron Hampton. I'm going to get us up, guys, some Kevin Riley video coming up next. Uh, let's try to do that. You, you know, I'm I'm getting out over my skis a little bit here. Hey, today, try to get we're, practicing, we're practicing for next year. <laughs> you start letting me uh, hit some of these buttons, you know, yeah, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. We started figuring but... out everything that was going on, and we're like, oh, Lord. There we go. All right, we're going to have some Kevin Riley, I think, for you here, right here. There you go. Some Kevin Riley working from like a, a pistol position there, a little split zone between the tackles. Yeah, you see that? Go, yeah, that's the kind Cut. of stuff he does. That little jump step right there, the little things, finding, you know, the best running backs, a lot of them have similar physical traits, but when it comes to vision, that's kind of what separates. And if you watch him, he clears room, you know, he can he can navigate through that uh that uh that melee, that scrum you've got going on in the middle of the line of screen, you know, in the middle. Um one step plant and go guy. Sets it up a little bit of subtle. This is a, this is, look at that. This is not, this is a thick guy. I mean, he's got, he's got a strong lower body. Brian Robinson of North Tuscaloosa. Brian was South Tuscaloosa. Brian, yeah. uh, I remember seeing Brian against Thompson High School. Nice patience there. Kind of sets it up, sets it up nicely. He's got all the running back intangibles that you want. You know what I mean? You also see, you can have it physically and not have the little things like look at him navigate. Yeah. So a little burst, a little speed, get out there. And look, Tuscaloosa County's made some nice strides, guys, but they're in that region from hell. Yeah. Right. They, you think about the jump. competition this guy has played against in the last few years. Um, and and it's it's tough for for county. Uh, reminds me of Jay, it reminds me of Jace McClellan a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff there. Again, I think that's Thompson. That run was against. Yeah, this this is not a nice area. So that's not uh, Dollar General Academy. All right, there it is. That plant and go Ooh, and run a guy. Power right there. Absolutely run him over. So good stuff. Nice yeah, nice, nice, nice little addition. Um, I'm not sure everybody kind of considers him a small back. He's not particularly small. I mean, this isn't. You know, he's you know, Arian Hampton's kind of a small type athlete. This guy's got some size on him. Hey, he's about um, six foot. Um, I don't know if he's at 200 pounds yet, but he's about what Brian was. Yeah. You know, we still got one. We still have one more commitment to watch today, guys. Who do we got? I don't know. What is this? The top 40 or American bandstand? I'm taking requests now. You know, I've become Dick Clark now. Casey Kasem on here. I know Solomon Williams is out there. Solomon Williams is still out there. Coming up. Hey, he's another one that like not talking. Hey, some of these kids aren't talking to any either staff, and at least not 
until the last moment, maybe they are. That's that's been the trend sometimes in the past. But um, Solomon's another one. Mincy, Solomon, Hampton. We had some uh, we had some guys that kept us guessing this year. Absolutely, still some stuff coming up later today. So we'll have all that coverage for you, obviously, right there at BamOnline.com. The roundtable. I think, guys, they, the refresh button is officially like the the it's done for some folks and we love it. Check well, it's out just there. A, you know, the thing about recruiting is like there's guys that come in, guys and gals come in and it's just, they're happy to watch, watch it unfold. And then there's the one that no, anytime something goes wrong, you lose a Houston, it ruins their whole day for them. They won't eat tonight. They'll have trouble sleeping. It just absolutely ruins them. I see them in the gang thread when they lose two yards on a run. They're like, why are we running it? You know, then you run, you know, you pass and they're like, run it more. So some are just always going to have anxiety about it. Some are going to love everything about it. The personalities, you can see them going live on the hills of Houston. It was literally, well, this sucks. This is a bad class to got Hampton. I mean, they're flipping a kid. They're flipping these guys. I mean, Peyton Woodward was committed to Georgia. It's an excellent program. Texas is an excellent program. That's who they beat Hampton for. I mean, these guys, they're winning against some big guys and having to hold on. I mean, we haven't really – we're not really the dramatic type, but Ole Miss was all in on Caleb Odom. I all in every bit of the way Auburn was on Beeman, uh, Jeremiah Beeman. There's a bunch of those things. We just felt Bama was comfortable there, so we didn't build the drama. Um, we know there's enough drama on its own. We don't have to like participate in it. But so has it been class. a good? Has it been a good day, guys? Has it been a good day? It's one twenty-three, so we're. We're still my wife. My wife keeps asking me when the days are going to be over. It's been a good day. Yeah, I like. I you know me. I love this. I mean, they you know I loved it when when we were covering Mike Chula. So that ought to tell you. I think some people forgot those classes when we're like three star local kid. Yes, Chris Keys flip baby. I mean, Bama's literally got the number two class in the country right now, and people are talking about how down it is. Yeah, getting they a, love the um, surprises, Tim. Getting, the a, surprises. getting a getting a five star visitor was tough back during the Shula era. Oh my gosh! When they oh, would get yeah. they get one of those. Kids I'll tell you what, kids. though. I'll tell you what was easy, was Andrew and Tim knows this too. Getting all those three stars on the phone wasn't hard. No, <laughs> they, would, they would not. They would not stop calling us. Yeah, yeah. They were hey, calling. Like just wanted me? to check in, guys. See what's like going on. Well, we talked Tuesday. It's only been two days, maybe not so much. <laughs> hey, but there was no social media. Those kids wanted to talk. You know what I mean? The twos and the threes. You could get them on the phone. There's a lot of those three stars ended up in the NFL too, didn't they? I mean, we we were I, in this. I, Tim's on their show. I think Tim Tebow was like the first Shula era recruit that we struggled to get on the phone sometimes. Well, his mom, he liked remember, to talk too, his mom yeah. would talk to me nonstop. She would get him. Yeah. It was it was crazy because she'd be like, Timmy. Mr. Tim's on the phone, and it'd be like, you know, he was so nice and polite and never said anything. See, this could have been – if oh, Tebow goes to Alabama, this we could have had T. Watts and Tebow instead of T. Watts well, and T. Well, the craziest thing about Tebow – been a little bit of an upgrade. To me, the craziest thing about Tebow was his mom called me. Remember they were playing Hoover that next year? You remember that? She oh, yeah. was close. Yeah, I went to that game. It was 1,000 degrees. She was close with uh, Neil Cottle's mother. Spain Park quarterback oh, who yeah. went to Auburn. Went to Auburn. Two yeah. years in a row, Hoover hurt. Neil, y'all remember that? Remember Andrew's so. dad got in a fight outside the stadium one year or something? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, his dad apparently got because you know Hoover and Spain Park were rivals because the half of all those Spain Park kids should have went to Hoover. Well, anyways, the mom called me out of the blue. I don't know who gave her my number and was worried about Timmy playing against Hoover. She's like, they're gonna hurt him. And I was like, I promise you. <laughs> If anybody gets hurt out there, it's going to be whoever's messing with Tim Tebow. We just had yeah. him at a junior Nike camp where he did 29 reps of 185 or whatever it was. It was an absurd amount. But we kind of bonded on the fact that she was worried Hoover would hurt him. Yeah. And I was stunned. I was yeah. like, what do you mean hurt him? Like jump him out before the game? Yeah, you don't mean on the field, I, right? With pass. I, I remember getting a call about a uh, scouting report on uh, on the Hoover Bucks defense and uh, and what, what they would what they would do to Timmy, but uh, yeah, thank you. That's the funny part. She's like, Do you think they're gonna try to hurt Timmy? And, and I was like, I didn't know what she meant. I never just, even thought, yeah, 
I never Nick, even thought about Tim Tebow being injured. I didn't know that, like, you could pierce his skin. At, you know, I mean, I still don't know if he's ever twisted an ankle, right? <laughs> oh, uh, bottom line, there's some perspective for you. This is shaping up to be a hell of a class. Once yeah, again. I mean, if you're driving about this number two class in the country on the heels of a number one class, maybe it's mirror time. You yeah, know, the you last, wanna... last two recruiting classes, one and two. I mean – you can't uh, you can't build something off of these two classes, and uh, you got some problems. And I, I don't think Alabama has any problems. This, right this now. doesn't even include the right. portal that's included in these two yeah. classes. The portal's definitely taking it. Um, I know other people get portal, but Bama's got a lot of lot of boom for their back. You know, a lot of boom for their buck. And the thing about the portal is, you know, Alabama brought in some defensive guys this past week, and obviously they they landed uh, LT Overton, but. They also wanted to get through today and then make some decisions on some other guys. Uh, you know, if they were going to get uh, this player or that player, then maybe they don't get then they then they don't go after this position group. But now that you're you know, pretty much through the early signing period, you know who you're going to sign. You know, maybe you get to the Rose Bowl and you, know, you figure out who else on your team might be leaving. Then that next window opens. See who's available. Try to go get them. There's a lot. There's a lot to go into taking a taking a portal guy. I think people just, you know, it's the, we're here. He's in the portal. Is Alabama interested within two seconds? Obviously Alabama is going to be ahead of the curve on a lot of those guys. They know it's going in the portal, but I mean, a lot goes into play. I mean, you add one, you could lose three. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I mean, you got guys that have been on that campus working, practicing, you know, waiting, they're turning the back up. You start adding a guy that's a proven player coming in as a junior ready to hit. You know, Evan Stewart's going to be interested. Yes. Evan Stewart, because he's a big name. I mean, I know people love him. He's a talent. He's I don't think he's the talent everybody else thinks. He's good. I mean, I, he's definitely a talent. I shouldn't say that. But he didn't have really have the year everybody thinks. He had five, 600 yards receiving. He had decent quarterbacks. Not a great thing, but he they remember him from the recruiting process. And let's be real, we're kind of kind of reminiscent of Kayshawn Butte a, a year or two ago. Yeah, remember absolutely. when he hit the Eli portal? Ricks. You know, I spent a, I spent was a year hit the portal. Yeah, Eli Ricks is coming in cornerback one and going to be a first round pick. And I was like, he's never going to be a first round pick. He doesn't yeah. run well enough. I mean, I knew that coming in. Um, you build that hype machine around it, and then what comes from it? So, I mean, obviously, Alabama and Saban do the best job in the world of balancing and guys, their budget. Now, where I'm getting hammered by the three stars can be great brigade. I get it. It wasn't a knock on three stars. We were just having a little. We're fun. We're just saying they had they were more accessible. They were accessible. We uh, like the three I mean, it's not, and it's the not like, It's not hey, like we, Alabama loaded up. <laughs> That, that's yeah. the misconception I think about this recruiting class is everybody keeps saying that Alabama has all these three stars. I think there's maybe two, maybe three, three stars. Are they talking about the old Shula three stars? Or are they talking about the current? Three well, stars? I'm getting Javier Arenas thrown at me. Uh, he's a great player. He's also a player. He's also a player that Nick Saban probably would not recruit today. Bama he became a great Bama, player under Nick Saban. No Bama flipped Javi from, uh, from, what was it? FIU? One of the uh, F- yes, it was FIU. And Dave Unger had to get up on the table and beat on it. He, for did, I, he had me talk to Javi, and I didn't I didn't know Javi wasn't just American like me. I didn't know, was, you know he had he had, had yeah. some culture, you know, some background to him. So when I got him on the phone. That's again, some of these guys you talk to are grown men. Like they're like grown, have lived a life. Uh, Javi was in that, you know, and, you know, and the, the Bama bump got him to three stars. Let's be clear, people. That was a two-star recruit. I think, I think Alabama and, was down to a punter from like Oak Mountain or Javi. And and I, they, to, I think they sold Javi to Shula on special teams. That was the VH. Was I had a, to track down guy. that. I had to track down his highlights. I think I got three schools in the area to send me game film Against Javi, one of the coaches said, my film will be enough. He did enough in my game. That's the highlight tape. And I was like, well, dang. So I get it. You know, that's back in the day. Nobody's mama was filming it, putting it up, and there was no huddle. And you, Yeah, it was like you had to go to school or hope it came in the mail. No, you And then too. I got the tape. Well, I got the tape, and I said, dude, this guy's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Um, sent it in. He got the Bama bump to three stars. Tim was like Usually. the blockbuster of – 
recruiting tapes back in the I day. I love to go. I, like the I didn't box. understand. When I got in it, I didn't understand. We had well, people. I like Blockbuster back in the day. I still got a Kevin Falk uh, VHS somewhere. It never registered to me. That's that my favorite all time. It, it just never registered to me. We had people ranking them and not watching them. Like, I guess I was just so naive. That I didn't yeah. understand. So I was going, you know, getting film and, and seeing it. Brody Croyle, Carnell Williams were two of my first ones. Um, I think they were going in their junior year. I mean, all wait, those. Wait, did, you go, did you go to Brody's announcement? Mm -mm. But I did watch Brody's highlight tape. He said if he had oh. even one good wide receiver. <laughs> Andrew, was, Andrew was his wide receiver, by the way, for people who don't know. about all these guys now. Drake or Patrick Jr. I'm like, my gosh, one of these to catch a pass. This guy will be in the. This guy be a five star. Yeah. No, I did not. I did. <laughs> Guys, anything else before we wrap this up and uh, keep it moving great. at BamaOnline.com? Been a great year. I'm excited. I love playing. Yeah, I think the Bama staff did a great job navigating. I don't. Still, I think still some out there. Still some out there. You still got Ryan Williams, uh, Terry Bosey. Um, you know, he is a guy that's waiting until the late period. You know, you yeah, my Christmas that. wish for both you guys was that Ryan Williams would go ahead and sign today. That was my Christmas. Hey, that was that was that. <laughs> How bored. We would be pretty bored in that late period, you know. I feel like last it's gonna year. Keep some, had, it's going to keep some energy going, yeah. Last year, who do we have? Do we have James, Keon? Or no, James yeah, signed early, right? Yeah, I think I feel like I think everybody besides Did the they do we not have any late drama last year? Mm, not that I remember, but then again, I can't remember either. So brain, what are you, what are you brain. guys before we get out of here though? Solomon Williams, uh, you talked about earlier. What's sort of the expectation or is there one right now for him coming up a little bit? <laughs> He's just kind of been all over. I feel like Bama early when he kind of blew up was really good position. Oregon got involved. Texas A&M got involved. Texas. Texas got involved. Now he's he's uh he's the he's handling his nil uh, up front with everybody. I think that knocked Oregon and Texas out of the out of the mix. Um, not sure what kind of nil player I think he is. Kind of kind of on the lower end, but he that that played a factor. So we had him penciled in for the Aggies. They had a coaching change. He went back to the Aggies this past week, and I still would think Texas A&M has some kind of he, he has a. He likes Alabama a lot, but I think Texas A&M is probably pushing to get some guys, and they lost a lot of guys on that defensive line. I don't have a clear call on this one. Um, I don't what think about, it's a clean call. What about Favor Edwin? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't. And, you know, as far as uh, Solomon, I, I do think it's, you know, could go either way with A&M and Alabama. I think it's close. Distance from home has always kind of been a factor for him. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we know that A&M big in the NIL game, and, you know, they're probably making a strong pitch to him. Uh, so we'll see at 3 p.m. as far as favor Edwin. You know, this was a, this was a kid that, you know, everybody kind of penciled into Alabama a week ago. And even, you know, as of, you know, probably Sunday, um, you know, talking to people on you know, each side, you know, Auburn side, Florida side, Alabama side, just all seemed like it was, it was sort of a done deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was definitely it was done. It was, it was definitely done because – Oh, we're getting the good stuff now. No, it was definitely done because we had our Florida guy and our Auburn people putting in their predictions or very early for Alabama saying it was done. Our mm -hmm. intel was it was done. And, you know, again, this is where it makes it hard to predict. I mean, a lot of people are going to beat you up if you make a prediction and all. But, I mean, things change. It's always been fluid, but it's, it's even more now – you know, because it only takes one person to make a bid and another one to top it before you're in a, you know, you're in a uh, auction. Basically, that's what it's you're like in. a NASCAR race. You go from first to the yeah. back yeah. in a stretch. Yeah, and you I get mean, caught they, in the wrong yeah, draft. Yeah, there's, or some, there's some guys that Alabama's just not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to get in those. You got to have a value. You got to yeah. have a value. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. Pride can't get in the way. But in my mind, a lot of times I can see some of these things going, and I'm hearing that. Well, that like old, you guys have said, we'll catch you on the bounce back. Oh, absolutely. But I hear I can see in so some many of these cases going. now. There's a second go around, you know. Yeah, right. like it could happen next month. It happened in January, I think, to some degree. But I do think you're basically getting an auctioneer type vibe from some of these. You know what I mean? Hey, and, hey, if they can get it, and that's what it comes down to. But I do think the one thing I think is the most unfair 
is to assume that's all that matters to most of these kids. Cause I don't, I don't care what you say. Winning matters, you know, winning matters. Tradition matters, not for everybody, but you know what? Sometimes money matters. And are you everybody, playing the long game or the short game? Because the NFL damn sure matters. Yeah. But sometimes a the short game, game can help your family immensely. You and know I, I, mean? and I, I totally get that. That's, I that's totally the part. Like that. I'm not going to judge if you need, and I will never. Yeah. I don't judge on that. Derogatory but I, I, viewpoint of a, of a person who makes if that you decision. Can get it, hey, and that's your priority. That's, I mean, all, I'm all powered to you. I'm for you. But yeah. like you said, I don't know how many of that Aggies class in 21 that Alabama fans just basically called Nick Saban crazy and didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Show them up on my board. I want to see you raise your hands. I heard a lot of Nick Saban didn't know what he was doing. We got to pay these guys. You got to pay them. That's how you win. I heard a lot of it. Haven't heard it lately. That's how you get your butt fired is what happens. Yeah, yeah it, it, affects, it affects the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. the team dynamic, you absolutely have to weigh in all this, man. You know, because in that perfect world, you don't really tell people what you make. You kind of keep it to yourself. These are kids. Yeah. Walk, I mean, you saw Shador Sanders with his watch. You know, these kids are They're going to drive it. They're going to wear driving. it. They're going to live it, in just it. Just like I would. If I was hey. 18 years old. In a I wash in that it. cash. Hey, y'all remember the video when Bear Alexander arrived in USC? I'd have he my Joe name of his apartment on. Yeah. But he had, yes, he had an apartment overlooking <laughs> the city. I mean, it was it was. I've never lived in that. I'd be like school. Tony Montana with that cash. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd be I'd like the that blimp yeah. flying over with messages. You know, stuff. I'd be like the that. restaurant scene. <laughs> yeah. bad guy, you've never seen a bad guy like me again. Man, not sure some of those investments have worked out well. Say good night to the bad guy. Well, you yeah. got young kids, and you know it goes. It's not just them. I mean, we've seen it with oh yeah, dancers, singers, Alabama players. head coaches. Yeah, yeah some of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That money ain't for everybody. But and I mean, it's not always just the money. Tennis players, golf players. Remember know? Jennifer Capriati? She was oh, a great yeah. tennis player. Tiger Woods, yeah. you know, certainly went through some stuff. I mean, yeah, money. Yeah. Money makes you crazy. Well, and if it sounds like a good spot to get off. <laughs> Call it a wrap. Yeah. You guys are always great, man. Always insightful. I think we have a lot of fun with it as well. Absolutely. We were able to get some video work in with Aaron Hampton and Kevin Riley. So that was well, good. Really stuff. Good. You guys who are watching, go check us out, BamaOnline.com. You know, we've got a lot going on with you know interviews with these guys that have committed. Yep. Um, you know, we'll have some more stuff coming out in the next few days so uh, go check us out hang out with us on the round table uh that's where we'll be if you want to talk any more to us you can come you know ask us direct questions on bol on the round table i thought yeah. you're about to put our address out there and just say come on and see us yeah, yeah. here is Tim's cell. Give, him joseph's, give him joseph's address don't Jojo. Yeah. he'll talk to him Joseph. all right guys we'll let you get back to it all right, boys. Thanks, man. talk to you soon bye. good stuff bye, with man. tim watts andrew bone Appreciate you guys jumping on. And Tim, absolutely. We'll be right there at BamaOnline.com. Also, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel for content like this and more, you need to do that. Click that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications. You'll get our video content as it drops. Tim, we'll do this again soon. All right. See you soon. Thank you, guys. For Tim Watts, Andrew Bone, Travis Schreier, thanks again. Until next time, so long, everybody.